I've forgotten how I wanted to start it. To start it. So what are we going with? Reasons, reasoning, reasoning, reasoning and seasoning. I like that reasoning and seasoning. <laughs> tuned in, locked in, tuned in. Yeah. Actually, do I? What do I want to be called? I got Sims Simba. I'm just gonna go Ellington. Hello, everybody. This is the reason the season. Hi. This is a podcast. Each week, <laughs> a lot of shit going on. <laughs> <home, man. laughs> <laughs> alright, look. Alright, alright. Yeah, let's just blast into it and see what comes out, bro. <laughs> Dive in. <laughs> Make sure you tune in every I'm week. Cancel that one. I just said a bag of shit. What? We're just two guys. That you want to hear? <laughs> what? What? No, was that right? <laughs> What's going on, people? You're now tuned into the Reasoning and Seasoning podcast with myself, Ellington, and myself, King Sims. We're just two guys chopping it up, talking shit about topics you want to hear. And of course, we put our own seasoning on it. So make sure you catch us each and every week. <laughs> <laughs> because there's certain book houses, publishing houses, just like you know what I mean, who publish literally anything. Anything, yeah. They'll give it a run because in your network, if you can get a hundred people to buy it, it justifies them running it especially like before where it has to be thousands yeah yeah before yeah. they even think about it putting the money up especially if it's like nowadays if you can get like like books published electronically yeah the cost of publishing a book goes way down True whereas say. before you have to go to a printer and all the rest of it yeah at this point all you're paying for is like editing yeah Do you know yeah. what i mean the production side of it's very easy yeah um you could self-publish a book uh-huh. electronically now if you really wanted to yeah. It wouldn't get much sales because all somebody would have to do is copy and paste it and yeah. send it on. Put but like, on Dropbox. It's bootleg the thing, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But and like, you couldn't really boast about being a published author because it's like, okay, so <laughs> in a sense of published is file save as. You're, you're a very save well as PDF. Author. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean? So, I've got a Word document that just get passed around and <laughs> people didn't even put it to PDF. They just kept the Word document so people could add or take away as they see fit. Do you know what I mean? But changing names. That's a lovely shit. accolade to have. Like Ellington, published author. Yeah. Or bestseller. People don't need to know bestseller in what week, what day, whatever. If oh. you can just have 500 of your friends. Go on it at once. Get Five, the traffic up. 500 friends, you know. Wow. Oh, all right. Okay, okay. Who has 500, 500 of your following. Yeah, that's true. Or less, because all it takes is a spike of one day. If you're a bestseller for a day, yeah. you can have that on your rep sheet. You are a bestseller. True, true. People don't need to know. So, Sims, bestselling author. New York Times, two. New York Times with two S's. Do you know what I mean? Uh, don't need to know to, the detail. One of my friends uh, wrote a book recently. I'm trying to... What's, what's the page called? I need to order it, actually. I'm going to order it tonight. Um, forever Swiping. Oh, snap. Is that the, is the IG... Wait, what the f*** is it? That sounds interesting. Do you know what? Let me just text her quickly. From that name, I guess it's about kind of romantic relationships and dating scene, right? Yeah. Okay. So Forever Swiping is is a play on uh, Tinder. Okay. Um, what's the... Or Petty Theft. <laughs> Could be that. Or a spin-off of Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yeah. Swipe yeah. or swipe. <laughs> or... Grime music, DWE, swipe, swipe. 
<laughs> Remember Sweet and Sappho? Where's that, brother? Yeah. Swipe? I was asking somebody about this the other day and no one... Apparently, he's got a label. He hires a few artists or a management company or whatever, but so I don't know that for sure. The management company, funny you should say this, he manages KSI. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what... That's Turkish, what, is, that's what Turkish the, the DJ me, used to yeah. work with. He's still very much active. Like Turkish, I've got him on socials. As he's he, as in very DJ. much active as DJ. Oh, sick. And music promoter. Is he still so, doing like hip hop and R&B and stuff? Or is uh, it like... He's in all sorts. I think he's got like a, a clothing brand, like marketing oh, thing right, going okay. on. And like, but with Sway, I was just like, yo, Sway was all everywhere. Then all of a sudden it was like... Swa, swa. Do you know what I mean? Little Derek's doing cool, cool. <laughs> what, was, what was the... Um, um, ding, ding. That was a big tune. Little Derek's Sway. doing okay. What was the tune? Um, follow fashion. Yeah. Oh, Listen, that me, was a stick rhythm. I don't care. I'm just following fashion. <laughs> Bro, I've got bare sway tunes on it. Bro. Catalog. I could. I, I'm just, just going to my iTunes. And I'm just, just Tesco within up for petrol. No, I've got sixty go. odd songs. Mad of sway. This is my mixtape. This is my album. <laughs> this is my mixtape. This is obviously some of them were like mixtapes because like he did like covers of other tunes. Like he did black and yellow, um, and his version was black, black, red, and yellow with a star in the middle. Uh, no, black. What was it? The Ghana flag, basically. Yeah, He's talking about the yeah. Ghana flag. Um, yeah, he did bare rhythms. But remember the New York one with Baby Blue and Bruiser? Oh, yo. Baby Lovely Blue. Lovely jubbly. Lovely <laughs> <laughs> jubbly. Um, Bruiser is an individual, in my opinion, who should not have been allowed to make music. I don't know, man. I rated him. You nippy man. Get me, Bruiser. Come on, let, let, me, let, me like, pull up, let me pull up the tune. He Even was his a, he flow was, was just like he was in a he was in a group with Tiny Temper. What were they called again? Whatever crew that Tiny Temper was in when he first came out, yeah, like Wifey Rhythm Days. He oh, was they were in a crew. He was in a crew with with Bruiser. That can't remember the name of that crew. Like, that is it, pain to see your brother like <laughs> Jeremy. Living. You all were in a crew, and the crew didn't make it. <laughs> but one person did. Yeah. One person did. Wait, hold on. <laughs> flow blood no not even a rapper wherever the weather city is money <laughs> then there's a flip side to the coin people are hyped to the noise <laughs> then it's in the job center it's not cause of the weather it's comedy rap it's comedy rap massive is more beef on road than it is at butchers it's comedy rap cause you might end up at the wrong end of the stick <laughs> come on blood blood I rated him so highly obviously no one else did but I rated him highly I was like this guy is sick call him what you want it was it was entertainment. The only one bar he dropped for me, in my opinion, where I was just like, I right, play on words, you did a little something there and cool. It was like, ah, oh, Bob's your uncle. 
and fannies are on. That's what you get, fanks and hard. Act hard, but I know you fannies aren't. And I was just like, see, you know what I mean? But it. other than that, you are, you are comedian. But you the thing are, is, because he was, he was very like unique in that era. Mm. He wasn't, accept, he probably wasn't accepted well. I saw the genius though. Mm. I saw it. I heard it. That, I was hey, like, hey, 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 hey. Let's not use words like blood, genius, bro. Blood, pull up his lyrics and tell me if they're not the sickest. They're probably the sickest um, verse in that whole tune. He didn't do much, but his shit was wa wavy, blood. Come on, bruiser. He didn't do much. <laughs> he, didn't he didn't. But when he did, when he did touch Mike, it was like, you remembered him, though. Yeah, I remembered him, but I don't remember for all the right reasons. It's comedy, like straight up comedian. Like, okay, um, what are the tunes? Big Channel U days tunes. He had uh, Get Me. Get Me, Get Me, yeah. Um, That's what, let me try and find it. featured me, on a whole bag of he stuff. He was very much a feature on loads of Aftershock. Ah. This tune here. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he didn't, didn't he feature on like something with like Bear Man and all those guys, like when they had like yeah. L Dot Man and all that, like that time. You can't be on the long team No, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, come on, okay. Come on. For this, for that tune, I will retract part of my statement. Because this tune was a clappers and a banger of the, the, of the come ages. On. Exactly. So for this, only I'll certain people know about that tune. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, my mum, she soon come back to the house. And that soon after the quickie, I have to quickly get out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll hey. never tire of listening to that song. That In my life, so I'll never tire. What other tunes he's got? Uh, the New York one I just ran. Fuck the government. <laughs> man said, man said, if you don't want the quickie, get out. Oh, watch me bash the bishop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what I'm saying, he was the MC hey. for the band name. He said what everyone was doing. Hey. You can't tell me that Bruiser wasn't one of the elites, right? Yeah. He wasn't maybe the elite long lasting. Yeah. But when he dropped, uh, everybody was listening. Yeah. Everyone was like, he is fucking sick. He is way memorable. 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 Man. Maybe yeah. because of the strong London accent, the Cockney accent, it was yeah. more received, it was received better in in London, mm. in the South, because we could relate it. Yeah. You know, relatable. I mean, a black guy sounding like him wasn't common, uh -huh. but we got it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, um, what are them two old geezers now? Baz and... Baz and... Baz and Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Blows, Bro, that blows my mind. What is, what, what's going on there? They are these men writing their own lyrics? No, they don't write their own stuff. Okay, but how are they performing it so well? Like, they know how it will flow. Blood. That's what I'm saying. Things like that. That stun, age group. That astounds me. That I'm 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 here for that. I am here for that. It's not awkward. You know how if someone gets their nan to like, no matter how long Lots. she takes to memorize the words, she's not gonna pronounce certain road words the way. But they flawless, bro. Like, even the way they perform it on their videos, I'm just like, you guys are pensioners. Yep. <laughs> and you've got uh, such a good handle Wait, on what's going on here. Where can I find it? I know I have their music. Oh, I spelled it that way. And whoever writes them bars is sick, bro. New range in the shed. Back to the head, dance in the Persia. Now I got trains in my chest. Go, one on each finger. Brand new range in the shed. Sweet as a nut. 
Don't give a fuck. <laughs> hey, come on. Sweet as an app. So it's good, but I don't give a fuck. Do they do live shows? Yeah, I've seen, well, I've seen footage of them in clubs. I don't uh, know if they do. I can't imagine they do concerts. Bro, do you know who does a sick live show? Who I took for a poppy show? People just do nothing. I'm a big fan yeah, of watching them. Yeah, they are, they bro, are sick. Oh my God. It's your buddy G and <laughs> They are sick. <laughs> I'm just like, I really took it for like, all right, cool, good comedy. Blah, blah. But when they actually do come do their live shows and they perform those tunes. Yeah. Bang, lyrical draw to the, bang. Lyric, I was just like, this is, these old school garage sounds like they asked. These What's that sick. crew? Um, they were a cartoon. Boo crew. That's the one. That's dun, what they remind me of. Boo crew around your mic center. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's another channel. I used to love when that used to come on. I used to just be like, yo, like, yeah. But that's what they remind me of. Ah, yeah. They remind me of Boo crew. That's so funny, bro. But yeah, like, like in that, I used to watch that, right? And I told somebody else to watch it and she just did not get it. And I was like, all right, maybe it's a London scene thing yeah. like you kind of have to get it. but also as well i found out that she would she didn't really get that kind of humor oh okay. it's like a dry very dry british kind of humor mm. like um alan alan partridge that kind of shit. i love that shit I love king, Alan, a Alan Partridge. Is a king. Too, oh, <laughs> a king. too funny, bro. It's too funny. Like how he thinks the Geordie man is an idiot, but he's actually, but he's actually smarter than him. Like he makes yeah, some yeah. points, and he's like, no one can understand what you're saying. Like it's just like because he's posh and white yeah. and middle and upper class, middle class, whatever. Yeah, he thinks that this working class Geordie is an idiot, idiot, but he's actually smarter than him. But like uh, comedy like that, I rate it when yeah. it's like. Yeah, it's so like what's it in um people just do nothing when Chibadi Chibadi's wife mm. her brother comes over. Mm. Aldona. Yeah. <laughs> and they just get she's and it's not her brother, it's her actual boyfriend from Poland. Yeah. And he's just beating it in the crib and he just thinks that Yeah, it's yeah, mad. It's that so scene funny. was pain. That scene was just like the Archer Bards man. Pain in my life. <laughs> but yeah. Peter Do you know Bass, what kind of bruiser from back? Yeah, man, I rate him. I rate him. And then Sway, obviously, was what we were talking about originally. Mm. I rate him. Baby Blue, you mentioned Baby Blue. Like, yeah, yeah. I wonder what she ended up doing. Because do you know back in the day, of the few trips where I spent like an extensive amount of time in London, um, I remember bumping into her when she worked in Foot Locker. Oh, for real? Yeah, Which Foot yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Like yeah, she's got she's got banger. Like, what's this one? It was probably even the one on flipping. There was one on Oxford Street, right? Bond Street, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was the big one. I don't care. I don't care what the people say. Mm. Uh, there was a. I think the part bro. Two these was, tunes remind me of SAS, man. Eurogang. Yeah, yeah, there you go, bro. I Their I refreshed ones. their catalog, and those guys were be like before their time. Yeah, I, 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 I still don't care the remix. Yeah. Bigs and all them, man. Yes. So far before. Really? Mm. Oh, Pirelli up your speed. Do you remember that? Too? Yes. London up your speed. Manchester what? up your speed. Birmingham up your. Do 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 do. And the video was dope as hell. I don't think I remember that video. 
Bro, I probably will jog memory. It was just like some boy racer thing and they had the cars all. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Sway comes in with his verse and I was just like, yo, you guys don't know what kind of a banger you've made here. Like, you just don't realize the beat, everything. You don't realize how big a banger you've made. Do you know what tune I liked of Baby Blue? Mm. Was the food one. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. And do you know what's funny? They were the whole premise of the song is rapping about how they need to make it as rappers, mm. but they're getting shorted on the money yeah. because the rap game isn't what people make it out to be. Mm. Like when you see all these big old artists yeah. doing sold out concerts and tours and all the rest of it, the money's mm. not money in. Yeah, like yeah. And they're 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 of a way lower like on a way lower scale. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we're doing all these shows, but we can't even beans and rice like we're yeah. struggling out here do you know what I mean yeah so it's about like the hustle of the early day raps but yeah. rapper but what yeah. I often feel about some of these rappers bro is some of them in terms of what they were giving to the people you've got a modern day equivalent who's giving the same thing in the same way but because of the time that they're in <laughs> it's a different story financially do you know what I mean what do you mean like there's certain artists who even if we're talking about female artists, so I look at people like Steph London, right? right yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, she does the Yardy flex. Um, she does the whole Queen B vibe, the whole kind of little Kim bad girl thing, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. There's bare artists from the UK, from past, who've come with that flex, but they came way before it was the in thing. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, there was no bag. There was no bank at that time. Yeah, they did well, but then they faded away. Yeah. Had they been out now... So certain artists, it's just like, I'm not taking away from them. They're great artists, but their timing has just they been on point. Too, they popped too early. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a few There's a few artists like that. Who's, who's one I was talking about the other day? I feel like Cardinal Official. He's not UK, he's Canadian, Jamaican uh, Canadian. But yeah. Cardinal Official, sick. Yeah, he's one of my favourite artists. I don't know why, seriously. Yeah, like, of, of, or like for real. There's so many mixtapes and obscure mixtapes that I've got. I've got, I've got a... Bagger Cardinal, but like in my in my head, I'm like, why isn't he higher up? Yeah, he was the first one to rant and scream about like Toronto, mm. but I don't know why they just he's just never got far enough. And he's like, basically, he's what he's like what Drake tries to emulate, yeah. like Canadian yeah. Jamaican yeah. with strong ties to the Caribbean, precisely. Precisely, but but the thing is, I, I say that I'm saying making it sound like Drake's copied him or whatever. But when you go to Toronto, there's a massive Jamaican community there, so it's yeah. it's almost like Northwest London. Yeah, like I know people have been there. And they're like, yeah, this is like ends. Yeah, like because there's loads of Caribbean people. Like uh, this Caribbean culture is strong in Toronto. So yeah. if you grew up there, yeah, whatever race you were, you're gonna know about it. You, yeah, you know what I mean, but, I remember when people were, were going on about. Um, like Tory Lanes and a lot of the Canadian artists, there was one particular tune where the opening kind of dialogue sounded like he was trying to speak like uh, uh, a Londoner with all the Caribbean slang and everything. Who's saying this? Who, who uh, Tory Lanes. Oh, Tory Lanes. Yeah. Um, and also, not so much Drake, but a few people from this, like a grime artist. Um, what's his name? A Canadian grime artist who's actually big over here, <sighs> but. As well, he talks like that. And people just didn't understand that, like, yo, because of the makeup of the community over there, it's actually very similar. The, yeah, the slang like, and the way yeah. they're talking. 
But people thought, oh, he's trying to sound like London. Because like, I nah. remember I met somebody from Toronto in Edinburgh. Yeah. And they were talking and they were like, oh, so which, wh- where are you from? And they were like, I was like, oh, I'm from London, like Northwest London. He's like, oh, I wanted to ask you a question. When I speak like, and then he gave me like this whole sentence and a, a paragraph of chat. And yeah. he was like, he's like, do you understand what I'm saying? I was like, down to a T. Yeah. And he says, why? And mm. I says, because where I grew up in London and my family, we're Caribbean. Yeah. So I get it. And he's like, see, I knew it. And then he turned to his brethren who was from New York, yeah. who used to always stick it on and be like, why are you speaking like you're a yardie? You've never been to Jamaica. And it was just mm. like, no, where I come from, this is the language, this is the yeah. slang. Yeah. So this guy from New York mm. has only seen or heard that language come from Jamaican people or people trying to pretend they're Jamaican. Yeah. Whereas in Canada and a lot of, well, London and yeah. now pretty much half the UK yeah. speak like that because it's the way that it's been, it's the way that the culture has been um, immersed into the UK. The Jamaican yeah. culture is just live and well mm. in, in the speech of yeah. people from certain areas of the UK and obviously Toronto. So he was like, see? And I said, yeah. I said, I'm, and I, I haven't, I've never been to Toronto. So I was like, do you have a lot of Jamaicans and Caribbeans? There? He said, loads. It's like that makes up the majority of our black population is people from the Caribbean. Yeah. And I said, ain't that funny? Because Jamaica's not a big country, but there's bare Jamaicans everywhere. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like Nigeria, when you find a Nigerian or a Ghanaian, you get it. Nigeria and Ghana, um, Ghana are big places. Big China, places. China, you find India, yeah. Bangladesh. These are big places. Mm. How the fuck are Jamaicans in every corner of the earth? Mm. How? And then my brother was like, yeah, because uh, like what you were saying in the last episode, because these niggas believe that sowing their seed is a thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? These motherfuckers be out here, just out here breeding and uh, increasing the population. Do you know what's crazy as well? Regardless, like even, even if, if, if not physically there, like the impact that such a small place like Jamaica has had. Blood, look at reggae music, reggae music dancehall from small ass islands. Every corner Blood. of the planet. You know I mean? Japanese people, people love dancehall. What? I did not realize this until you see fairly them Japanese recently. girl doing dancehall queen twerking on their head. They don't have the hips, baby girl. Slow down. <laughs> they are built petite and maga. Hey. And they're doing, they're getting dagger dagger by Jin hey. and the man, the Jin Kun, and I don't even know the things. I don't know what name. <laughs> I don't know what's a stereotypical right, Japanese it's one name. one for one. You're going to have to scrub that. <laughs> Yeah, it's true still. <laughs> I was going to add on and be like, yeah, man, them daggerings are kind of... Fuck around and start firing them. <laughs> nah, <laughs> Joey. This is beer twigs. Friction, friction beer daggerings. twigs. I mean, but... It's just, it's crazy. They love grime as well. Ah, uh, that I didn't know. There's like, there's, there's, there's Japanese, Korean grime that I've heard. Japanese, where Korean grime. The way the language sounds, it sounds quite violent anyway. So oh, right. when men are doing kind of like grime and like quite an aggressive, it works so well. Do you know what I did? Australian hear... grime is the one that, that messed me Australian up. Australian drill does does my head back to me. <laughs> I'm sounds hearing like it's being like, friendly, cause, but cause it's like because the thing is, it's in English. Yeah. So I understand the words, mm. but the tone of their voice, yeah, it doesn't match what they're saying. Mm. Nor, and this is gonna sound weird. The tone of their voice doesn't even match the like the, the sound of their voice because mm. they're trying to sound aggressive, yeah. But their speech patterns are just bare polite, a yeah. bare friendly, uh, and then what they're saying is mad aggressive and violent. I'm just like, 
I don't know how to process this. Yeah. And trip. part of me is like, did a man even live like that in Australia? Are there parts of Australia that's like ends? Do they have do they have bits? Do they have the gutter? Do they have the hood? Like I know. Do they, is it like that? Because from everyone that I know who goes to Australia, they fucking love it. Yeah, but they they go and tourist Australia. No, no, no. They've people that go huge... there, like like I know quite a lot of people that got their degree uh-huh. and went to Australia and they they just haven't been back, like nurses. Yeah, and... but they didn't go there to be involved in gangland. That's true. They've so. got big gang problems over there. Really? <laughs> yes. Uh, very violent crime, bro. <laughs> like. Not even kind of like, like I'm not, I'm not we're saying, gangs and we wear leather jackets that all say the same thing. No, like we people people are having like decapitated heads left in their bed the as a threat. That. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you don't watch too much movies, man. <laughs> like some really fucked up stuff. Like Australia's bad enough with all them fucking spiders and 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 moths and them. Now you gotta be riding snakes. out on each other. Exactly. The spiders are riding out on. Hello, do you know what I mean? Spiders are ops. If you, bruv. I've said it you a don't thousand need times. Heat. You don't need like any sort of implement, any sort of weaponry. Just I saw a put picture. one of them big ass spiders through someone's door. I saw a picture of a huntsman spider, which is apparently really harmless. It can't kill you. Can't even like, even if it wouldn't even bite you. If it, Why if they it, call the bitch huntsman? <laughs> right? This is what I said. Call it a friendly. Exactly. Yeah, call it Clive. The, <laughs> the pal spider. You know what I mean? Simon huntsman. Spider. Yeah, huntsman. Huntsman. That's what I heard. <laughs> that is what I heard. <laughs> I said, I don't need to go to Australia. First of all, it's too far. And you know what, man, them are like, yeah. who are there? Yeah. How far is it? Mm. So all I got was, oh, you get huntsman spiders. That's who's all there. Yeah. And this 24-hour flight. Yeah. I'm all right. Mm. And, and, it's, and it's an English colony. How many varieties of snakes? Beer! Like, and not even like play-play, like, you know, play-play snakes. No, like, they are built kill you they have to have their yards on stilts yep. to stop animals and of these ilk coming mm-hmm. into the crib yeah so scorpions snakes everything i'm out it's a it's, it's, i'm out yeah. i can't the thing is i really want to go mm. but at the same time because of these things i'm like mm. it's like number two on my list of countries that i don't need to be going to mm. second only to russia because uh, of the whole racism and all the rest of it that they just don't tolerate. <laughs> What's a country that you wouldn't go to? For what reason? Uh, ooh, let's see. Uh, I I second that on um on Russia. Yeah. Uh, country. I, I guess certain parts of every country. Not you know not oh, the country yeah, the as a whole. I, I'd love to go, but there's certain parts of. Germany, I'd love to go to, but there's certain parts I would love to not go because of what I've heard. Poland as well, certain parts I'd love to go to. Um, Szczecin, Poland, uh, coastal, want to go there. But there's certain parts that I've heard. Um, actually, I saw one documentary. Um, this is what formed my view of yeah. it. Uh, Reggie Yates was oh, out yeah. there and he went to a football game. And oh, yeah. there was like... Uh, this is Poland. Yeah, in Poland. Yeah, yeah. Young family getting spat on and kicked and everything and racism chanted at them. Nice. And I was just like, yeah, take that off the list. Ain't got no time for it. Uh, yeah, man. Love where that. else? Um, I'm not trying to go to the favelas in Brazil. Ooh, I don't think I'll come back. I think I'd want to go there. I would want to see it from a helicopter. Just on my way to the Jesus Christ thing. Uh, just, hey, my man, bus I left. Let me just swing over this thing here. It's let, me, let me see what it looks like. Because apparently it looks cool. 
Because they've got all their houses on the hills and yeah. they're different colours. Yeah. And they paint them different colours. Like that's their way of like livening up their, uh, their hard time. So yeah. it looks dope. Yeah. So, but I am not trying to walk through it. It's difficult. Because I'm too... Do you know what they say, right? Like, uh, it's like the prickly fruit that's the nicest inside. Yeah. So I'm, in the look, favelas is where... I'm okay with... In the favelas is where all the badines is at. <laughs> <laughs> Go down there with a pound. Oh my Promise gosh. them a good life <laughs> and come back with some wild beans. I say come like, back with the you new ever seen Snoop Dogg. I say come back with the new COVID variant, boy. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, beautiful video. Yeah, say less. Yeah, but those are hand picked, brother. And they probably weren't even from the favelas. These are, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Man, that's like, that. Yeah, they were supermodels, but like that's the Snoop Dogg and Justin Timberlake and Pharrell. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're say. not just going in there pulling. They're up not straight. Yeah. Whose job was it to book the baddies? You dropped the ball again. Why did half of them come strapped up? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Come with AKs. Yeah, and, long, long. And more time. Do you know? And, and, the, and the little well. village and the little village youths as well that are on smoke. Yeah. All they know is to kill. All they know is AK. All they know is AK-47s and cigarettes. Bro, it's like, it's like the it, favelas is so similar to like in Sierra, Sierra Leone where like yeah, but the child kids are getting like, yeah, kids are getting taught how to shoot AK before they can read. So in them favelas, I want to read this talk. novel, uncle. You will read the side of this gun. How many bullets <laughs> does this magazine hold? Kidnappings like however many every hour or something. I don't know some crazy number, but I'm just like you're right about that. Favelas is is there. I can't um, be dealing with that, man. Like like I want to experience things, but there's certain things I don't need to experience. Mm. Like it's it's the whole risk versus reward thing. Yeah. Am I what what experience could I possibly get that is so enriching by visiting a favela mm. that outweighs the potential dangers? Well, if it's that dangerous, the food they must be banging. Well, this is another thing. Mm. However. I know that there must be some youth that grew up in the favelas mm. that patterned and chefed his way out of the hood yeah. and now owns a wicked restaurant in somewhere in Brazil where I would want to be. True say. There yeah, you go. Too. Yeah. Do you see what yeah. I mean? Like if, if Jamaican cuisine can make its way to London, mm. this motherfucker can make it from favelas to yeah. Brasilia or Rio yeah. or Sao Paulo. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. so, in any ways there. So again, risk versus reward, man. But there's bare places I want to go, man. Like, Touched Caribbean more. Um, I want to go Mexico. Ah. I want to go Mexico. But not like, I want to go Cancun, but that's not the only not place American, I want to go. Mexico. Yeah. I want to go like, like... Spring Breakers. Just yeah, I want to go, <laughs> I want to go to like the rural Mexico, but it's still safe Mexico. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like cartel land. Yeah, I'm not trying to go be a mule. Bro, <laughs> when I saw Narcos, I was like, my eyes were open and I was just like... <laughs> It wasn't just Pablo doing all the all the no, madness. Bear people. Bear man are trying to come up. Bear man because that's bear the, man are trying to be the next. Think about it. Like it, even in like blood, even in Granton, there's more than one drug dealer. Mm. Do you know what mm. I mean? And Granton's yeah. Do you know what I mean? So Aye. like so, and if one brother in your country is doing a fucking madness mm. and making cake, yeah, there must be a second one. Oh, trust me. And trust the reason why there's so much violence is because there's turf wars. How do you yeah. get turf wars? Because there's more than one guy trying to yeah. pattern the thing. Cuba yeah, is why I want to go to Cuba and... before America get their hands on it. Mm, like fully Cuba. on it. Yeah. Where they just level it and make it one big Starbucks mm. and McDonald's. Mad. I want to go there. Because they've still got a lot of Caribbean features. Yeah. So I'm trying to go there and get them um, 
them platanos. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I want to do that. I still want to go South Central Asia. Oh, okay. I want to do it. Me and my cousin were talking about doing a trip because our nan was from India. Well, both of our, our mother's parents, um, this is my mum's sister's son, uh, both of our grandparents from my mum's side are of Indian heritage. Okay. So we're trying to, and not even that far removed either. Mm. So I want to go back, to, I want to go to India and actually kind of like oh, okay. meander through and see what's popping, man. So I want yeah. to bring my mum though. Oh, okay. When I do that trip, I want to bring my mum. Yeah. Because I think my mum would really, really... Because although my mum's Guyanese, I feel like there's a part of her... And because she grew up in Northwest London, she's very in touch with her Guyanese heritage. Like, she understands West Indian culture. Yeah. But I feel like some part of me just feels like my mum, when she gets to India, she's just going to go, this is the one. Mm. I, I, this is where I feel. I get it. Yeah. Like, you, no explanation, no nothing. I feel my mum is just in tune with... She is subconsciously in tune with that part of her, mm -hmm. but has never had the opportunity to experience it. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like because I've noticed that, I've kind of taken a big interest in it. Oh, okay. And when I explained to my cousin, he was like, do you know what? That makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because by comparison, my mom's side is Guyanese. My dad's side is Jamaican. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's like a very extreme, two extremes of the Guyanese, of the Caribbean culture. Uh-huh. One is flagship, as in like Jamaica. Everybody knows Jamaica. Yeah, Coca-Cola. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you've got Guyana, which more often than not, when I say the name, people are like, oh, Ghana, that's Africa, right? No. Uh, Guyana, different place, different country, different people, everything. Yeah. So it's kind of like, in my opinion, it's like two extremes of what the Caribbean can offer. Mm. So because I've got that split comparison, I'm like, I, I get that there's very, very different things that they both bring to the table mm. but and then there's things they bring in common to the table curry goat being one of them and i'm here for yeah. all variations of curry goat <laughs> trust I am an me attendee. on that curry chicken curry goat i have marked myself as attending Bam! two years ago somebody invited me to a thing it was i want to say it was it was in london but it was it was just outside of london like south london and it was a a curry cookout okay. but it wasn't Indian curry it was Caribbean curry mm. and I couldn't go because I had a big event on that weekend Yeah, but I said the next time that that comes up I'm 100% going it was just you go and you taste all the different types of curries from different parts of the Caribbean so like Ooh. curry chicken from Trinidad brown stew chicken from Jamaica like all of these different like curried meats that you yeah. can get blood when i tell you i would have booked a hotel heavenly, in bro. in that area and yeah. done both days that they had it from like friday evening it was like a festival of a uh, weekend yeah from friday evening to sunday evening mm. i said yeah the next time that comes up i am there but i don't i don't think they've done it again this was two, 2018 summer yeah yeah and it didn't happen in 2019 and obviously it hasn't happened since but uh, that sounds sick because i remember yeah, I like a similar before. event that um, I attended in the Northeast Northeast Chili Festival but it was devoid of all of these vibes oh. that would, would be a Caribbean event of this Caribbean or Mexican yeah, or whatever I mean, there's no sombreros no, there was, this no was tequila no vibes, rum bro. it was like just people in their dead chilies with fucking with, with kidney beans all through it it was just like <laughs> and peas and sweet and corn even, to be honest like even the extent of like the different offerings that you're getting there 
it was just like, I know it's in its infancy and it can get so much better. And like, you had some real chili heads was out there. You know, so, some man do um, weekly chili meets. Where? Some man do, like, oh, there, there's what, a, a network. network. There's a network. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's one of these things where they set up like, You've got the Edinburgh branch. You've got the oh. Manchester branch. You've got the whatever. So within the Manchester branch now, people come together and they're like, yeah, we're all into chili. It's someone's uh, house different each. It's like a church group, but for chili. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a different like a person's house. You host, come dine with me, and we we dot around. Like thigh, and like there's so many members that by the time you come around, back around to the same person, it's like it's gone mad around people do it with like curry as well curry groups i've heard of a lot of curry groups yeah, where I'm people trying, are like, i'm trying Yo. to be in one of those if anyone but imagine the cooking <laughs> like your group gets too big and it's more than five people now all of a sudden you've got 40 people coming to try and yam curry at your house like, Lads, nah. that just couldn't happen i'll attend i want to be part of it i want to be like an honorary i want to be a plus one Aye. i'm not trying to be a host of the thing I'm yeah. not trying to put my name on the register. I just want to pull out when it's my week, bro. Uh, yeah, no, I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. I no longer align with the ethos <laughs> and the beliefs of this group. Yeah, I last week somebody put basil, last week somebody put a sweet corn and, and and a basil leaf in it. And, mm. Nah, this isn't really sitting right with me. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I All revoked my membership. You know what I mean? Yeah, nah. The original curry dons. Hey, <laughs> chili <laughs> and mint. Does it? <laughs> just like the purest. Like obviously. Yourself as a DJ, you probably get some some wise nut who will probably eat their curry off a of vinyl. <laughs> They'll be like, yeah, weird shit. <laughs> I'm a real curry. It's like, okay, now you're mixing two things. What are you trying to get out of here? Yeah. You're a real music listener, real DJ, or you're a what where's the where's the link? Why have you tried to pair these two? Do you know what I mean? But nah, Turn um, up to the house on a penny farthing. I'm a real cyclist. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? like, That's actually funny, right? Because off, I'm here, obviously, in the DJ community, right? There's this. I think it. I think it's kind of dying down a lot now. But there was this whole thing when Serato came out and digital DJing effectively took off. Yeah, and all these vinyl DJs were just mad angry, big man. And it got me. It got me thinking. Like, there's a lot of industry changes that have happened in the past 10, 20 years, where the people who are on the dated technology or the dated way of doing things are just hella bitter mm. uber for instance oh, yeah. i'm literally hearing black cab men talk about how bad uber is and the shit and, da, da, da. and i'm just thinking to myself you're just saying this because your car you still have to pay for yeah the big p that you invested into this mm. is now at threat yeah you're you're, at, you're you're there's a chance you might not make back the thousands of pounds that you've plugged into this yeah and you're just mad that you weren't because I guarantee you, if you did make that bad money and you were just doing this taxi thing as like a little side hustle now, and you were only ever making money every time you got in it, yeah. you wouldn't have the same attitude. But because you still owe somebody some money for this, you're mad. Mm. And I'm like, so one brother tried to tell me about the safety of it, and I was just like, nah, it's far safer to be in an Uber, like way safer. Yeah. Like, like you can track the trip. Yeah. You know the you can track the you can trace the driver. You know who the driver is. Yeah. You can see ratings, which mm -hmm. kind of gives you an indication of their past behavior and service or whatever. Yeah. The price, you know the price now, you know the price before you get in the car. Yeah. It tells you how much it's gonna cost. Yep. What Fully tell agree. me which part of Uber is is worse than yeah. the black cab. Exactly. 
This is the thing. And they don't drive like reckless. Like, you know, you've been in, like, in, a, in a black cab. Mm. There's nothing to hold on to. You might as well be in the back of a van <laughs> getting carted across the border. Do you know what I mean? To the You're, tomatoes in the back of a Yeah, van. exactly. Getting slung around like Catch potatoes. Loose potatoes, bro. Uh, but yeah, so I was just, in my head, I was just like, I, can, and I know risk. where this is coming from is because you're on your way out. Yeah. Your way of living is at threat. Yeah. That's why you're putting up such a front. Yeah. But arguing fact, to me in the middle of a pub ain't going to change nothing. I'm not going to step that. out of this pub and be like, do you know what? I should order a black taxi and then delete the Uber app. Yeah. You're going to see me step out. You're going to see me at the, down my pint and be like, oh, I got to go Uber's here. Mm. <laughs> Cherry on the top of this whole argument. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's another problem with the black cab, though, because you could fuck around and get a fake taxi. <laughs> but this is it. I remember. Um, <laughs> do you know you what? The, the... I, I can't lie. In terms of like diversity, I've seen more females driving the fake taxi than mm. driving real taxis in real life. Yeah. So shout out them, man, because pushing for diversity. <laughs> I like. Do you know what I mean? And interracial and the, 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 the racial diversity. Also. Yes. Yes. I don't, they, I don't think they've done sexual diversity yet. I haven't found mm. that bit on the on, on the website. Yeah, it's, all just, done, it's def- all just hetero. But they definitely they definitely, definitely have done racial. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All kinds. I've seen one passenger dressed up as a clown. Oh wow! An actual full clown representation. I like it. I like representation. You t- teaching the kids them from eighteen and above. You can too be a clown <laughs> in this world. <laughs> You can be a clown and collect. Yeah. There I mean, was a nurse in not there. Not every time, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Sometimes you can be a clown. Yeah. There was a nurse as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All yeah. sorts, man. But it's crazy because one arg- that argument um, as well. But then I remember hearing black cab drivers be like, oh, well, see with the black cab driver, you know, they, they aren't relying on sat nav. They know the streets inside out and blah, blah. So, so with, with, uh, with the black cab companies... Well, some of them, I think, they actually, as part of your thing, you have to memorize X number of routes and blah, blah. But I'm just like, that, for me, nowadays does not enrich the experience. No. When we all have access to SatNav. In fact, it's better because you can avoid traffic using these apps. Do you want to, yeah, exactly. Do you want to know, like, why that was beneficial 10 or 15, 20 years ago? Mm. It's because you could rely on that black cab yeah. knowing the quickest and easiest and therefore cheapest way from getting from A to B. Mm. If I know how much, the, um, the, the if I accept the charge yeah. of what this is going to cost me before I get in the car, mm-hmm. I don't care yeah. how long it's going to take. I don't, well, I do care how long it's going to take, but I don't care which route you take. Mm. If yeah. you get lost and you've only inconvenienced me an extra couple of minutes and the price is the same, I don't care. Yeah. Like, and I think about it, all of these things were put in place before technology had the capability of doing, of before Waze, before Google Maps, before yeah. SatNav. Mm. So all that says to me is you're stuck in the past. Yeah. You are not, you are choosing to not use technology which makes people's life easier and convenient. Exactly. You tell me why I should fund that kind of ethos. Yeah, that like kind of thinking. Yeah, that's like me saying, I, I could just turn around and be like, well, do you have a microwave, a kettle? Mm. yeah. Like anything that makes your life more convenient, by your own attitude and logic, you should sling out the window. Yeah. Go back to making your tea in a pot and a pan. Mm. And even then, don't even get the water out of the tap. Go to the well. <laughs> go to go to the Union Canal and, 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 and water of leaf. 
Go f- with a payload with a bucket. <laughs> Did he want to be making tea with that water? Joby water. Nah, sir. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. If we really want to get I'm into not having your tea. If you really want to get into the traditional way of doing shit, uh, let's yeah. rule out all, all technology. Don't yes. watch Netflix. Just go back to watching yep. channels one and two. Yeah. If you're not going to be using, if you're not making use of the technology, then you really are living in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You only have a problem with certain. This guy only had a problem with Uber because of a threat to you. Yeah. And then with the same with the DJs, the vinyl DJs. That's not real DJing. Do you think the crowd know or even give a shit mm-hmm. what technology you're using? Yeah. Because I can guarantee you, when CDs came out, vinyl was saying vinyl DJs were saying the same thing. When vinyls came out, certain other like radios were probably saying the same thing. Oh, yeah. you shouldn't listen to in what you know what I mean? It's just like. Yeah. Come on, like, come on, think, like, yeah. make life easier for yourself. Yeah, you really want to be in 2021 adapt. carting crates yeah. up and down clubs, um, stairs, or in and out and across the city or wherever it is you live in comparison to the club. No yeah. big man. Pull up with a USB stick and live life. From kind of music production days, mm. uh, the lens to which people would obviously actually add the dirt and the scratches on a track to make it sound oh, like vinyl. Yeah. The little hissing noise. Um, or the, even the vintage more, when you, when you master it on reels, you know, there's, oh, you can emulate Lord, that sound man. as well. And it's just kind of like, I fully understand and I get it. And even even big big recording studios, like even Abbey Road. Abbey Road. Do you know what I mean? Lot, yeah. Mastering on reels. And I, I, I fully understand and appreciate. And there's ways you can add that in if that's the sound that you really want. But like the physical, in my house, big, big hi-fi <laughs> with vinyl, I'm going to have a wardrobe-sized space with my collection of vinyl, which once they're effed, they're effed. I'm not going to replace it because I'm not going to get that vinyl anyway. So You're not going to play that at... song ever again. Yeah. And, that, and if I you could do, literally have that you are whole... going to stream it. Yeah. Because you're I can not going to have that whole breaking... music collection yeah. right here. In your phone. Access. Rather than taking up a full room in my crib. So obviously I know of a lot of old school, whether it be DJs or just music lovers, who have a vinyl room in their house? Yeah, with, uh, the vinyl player. See if, see if you're some. And see seat. if you're somebody who had vinyls as a DJ and yeah. you've just still got them. Yeah, I understand. There's a lot of vinyl DJs or DJs from back day when vinyls were being used that have a emotional attachment to them. Mm. It's a thing that they are like, no, I love this vinyl. And you know, when you're going through it and be like, I can't get rid of this. Yeah, because it's physically in your hand. You can't just toss it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's even got to the stage now where like the downsizing of music on your hard drive, mm. like there's companies like Beatport, SoundCloud, where you um, basically you, you buy a particular membership mm. and you can live stream these songs to your DJ software. Yeah. So any song that you want that's on their massive library that's, you know, on their servers or whatever, yeah. you can access it live in real time, mm-hmm. get that song in your on your DJ software and mix and scratch and do whatever you would do with a song as the same as you would if you had that MP3 on your oh, hard drive. Right. So even now, when we fast forward from the vinyl days, people aren't really, like this moving towards a situation where DJs aren't really even having music stored on their computer. Man. Everything is in is cloud-based. You see Turn what I mean? up to your gig with a login. Basically, yeah. And do you know what the thing is? I see loads of benefits from it. Yeah. I see loads of benefits. Because then like, say for instance, you can technically only need one laptop mm-hmm. in this in this DJ booth yeah. instead of having the whole changeover. Because I remember when 
things went digital, there was a, a lot of kerfuffle between like switching out all auxiliary cables and USB cables. And now you've got this laptop that you have to put there. And if yeah. the laptop is moving mad, then the shit might mm. fall apart. And the, but then form Serato. Exactly. Or a tractor yeah, or virtual DJ. But now what happened is we got over those learning. We got over those like bugs or whatever. And we found ourselves since like 20, 2010, 2012 kind of era where that was no longer an issue. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then Pioneer started making um, hardware where you could plug your laptop directly into the mixer. So you didn't need a you didn't need a um, uh, an external sound card, which meant you didn't have to unplug shit. Oh, you okay. literally just plug straight into the mixer. Mm. That changed the game. Um, then they made mixers which had two USB ports. Mm. So if you had more than one DJ, there was no issue with a crossover. Yeah, you didn't have to have a song on CD or USB to play whilst you're unplugging your USB. So that then it made it easier. Now we've got into the stage where you don't need to even have more than one laptop. Mm. I can, you can do your set. I jump out, you jump off. I log in my thing. Now on the same laptop, same software, I've got all my crates and I can pre-select um, my tunes that I want to play for that night yeah. on my phone. I can go on the Beatport app yeah. and just select which tunes I want to play for my thingy. Do you know what I mean? And it would just automatically appear. So there's all these ways of making things a lot easier. The yeah. next progression for that now mm. is for the actual hardware yeah. to have access to it. So like maybe a little mini display on the CDJ or the DJ uh, yeah. mixer where you can, instead of having a laptop, it's literally all on this little screen attached to the hardware and yeah. you can do log in and log out like that. Yeah, Bro, the way things are moving, mm -hmm. you're, you, it's downsizing again. Yeah. We're yeah. downsizing, but we're not downsizing in physical in physicality, we're downsizing in process. Yeah. And like yeah. need for equipment. But what scares me about this is although it's downsizing for you, like that bill has to be paid somewhere. So yeah. cloud storage and our mm -hmm. reliance on it being in the cloud, your normal person when you describe the cloud to them. They're just like, okay, so less storage is used up on my phone. I just have to use my login and then I've got access, you mm -hmm. know, bandwidth, I can download it. Yep. Oh, bless. If you ain't got internet connection, you're yeah, scuppered. Fucked, but yeah. also, in terms of these servers, like I've been to probably the closest one for for here is uh, McMary, just outside Edinburgh. Yeah. Now the reason that they built it there, coastal, is because the cold air coming in oh, for cool cooling. It down, yeah. The biggest problem with these big and I'm when we're talking about big, 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 big scale server farms where it's rows as far as the eye can see, like as long as a football mm. pitch of servers and hardware is heat and heat dissipation, cooling that shit down. Yeah. So all of this- My cousin was actually telling me, he works for a, a, um, an engineering company and uh -huh. a lot of their projects are building storage mm -hmm. farms. Oh, okay. So they don't bring in the hardware, obviously, but they are the ones that lay the groundwork and all the rest yeah. of it. So they basically facilitate the ground yeah. for these big servers yeah. and obviously afterwards you you know you see the project through and then they come in and do the the technology company come in and install the servers mm -hmm. but there's still a back and forth communication yeah and a lot of their engineering has to equate um uh basically has to accommodate yeah superheating yeah 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 so it's mad he told me one it's time crazy bro. um he showed me these like blueprints or whatever and i seen one thing it said 125 degrees Celsius. I said, what's that? He said, yeah, that's how hot it gets in this part. He says, mm. further down, yeah. 
like when there's where there's less air around it, mm. he says three hundred degrees. Mad Celsius. Mad. I said right, it gets that hot. He says, yeah. Imagine all those all those computer mad. Your one laptop can f- make your lap warm. Yeah. Imagine you've got a million of them. Yeah. Doing that. I said, yeah. raw. They'll melt your face off. Yeah. So not just for DJ stuff or like your personal storage or yeah. anything. Everything is now stored on these servers. Well, and this is this is why I'm still not fully converted to this whole cloud and server thing. Yeah. I will, I use it, obviously. I've got iCloud like many other people. The Beatport um, thing I just told you about, um, when I get back into DJing, like fully, 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 I'm probably going to invest in it because it does cost a bit of money. Mm. But for now, I'm like, if I have my music on my laptop, yeah, I know it's there. Yeah. Only thing that can go wrong is if I fuck up the laptop mm. or something corrupts or I like I download a virus, God forbid, or whatever. But for the server thing, yeah. imagine some rookie, some new guy on the job <laughs> does something stupid Yo. and just shuts down the whole system. Yeah. Now what? It zips all your data. And it's all flash. Yeah. You're not recovering that. You can't just take it to bloody simply fix it in Waverly Station and be yeah. like, yo, can you uh, come out and have a look at my server, please? No. Nah. There's no recovery. It's gone. So Sorry. now you've, what you've done is you've put all your data, all your information, all your files in the yeah. hands of somebody else. Yeah. And that bit there, mm. for as long as there's humans, there's human error. Yeah. For as long as there's technology, there's oh, technological yes. errors. For mm. as long as there's systems, there are system errors. Yeah. And I'm just trying to not hold anyone else accountable for that because I will lose my mind. I will not lose my mind for myself. Mm. But if you tell me, mm, by the way, uh, we've lost your entire music library. Yeah. Fuming. Yeah. Even more so. Blood, even when my internet goes yeah. down, I'm vexed. <laughs> yeah. The other day I got a text message from, no, the other day um, I could not get, get any internet. Mm. It was connecting to my hub. The hub was doing a madness with flashing bare lights and whatever. I said, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. So I go on Twitter. This is where I go when things fall apart. And I just, uh, I hashtagged Virgin Media. Yeah. For the past two hours, people have been hitting them up, complaining oh. about Virgin Media. Da, 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 da. So I went on the Virgin Media website on my phone using 4G. Yeah. Saying, yeah, we're having, the, we're having technical issues. If you want live updates, send us your phone number. We'll text you in. Blood. I got about five text messages throughout the, throughout the night being mm-hmm. like, Oh, we're so close to fixing it. It should be done by 10 p.m. Unfortunately, it's been delayed till 12. I said, blood, I'm paying for this. Yeah. I'm paying to have no internet right now. I was fuming. Yeah. If I'd have broken the thing, yeah. like spilled water in it or whatever, I'd have been annoyed, but I wouldn't have been angry. Yeah. But you see, when I'm paying somebody else to do it mm-hmm. and they're not doing it, yeah. that's when I lose my mind. I'm like, nah, because I've paid you my money because there's a trust involved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Don't, I don't want to hear excuses. This should not happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of these things where if you're now at the mercy of someone who, you know, you're paying them for that service, yeah, again, all your data is on the cloud with this. Uh, like, so if they hike up the price, they double the price. It's there like, you go. You rely on it so much. Yep. What are you really going to do? Exactly. You'll bitch about it for a few days, but then you'll be like, I'm too far in and I rely on it too much. Do you know what I mean? But same way with like the internet. That reminds me, I need to fill my energy company. Yeah. They done fucked around and done a madness on my bill. Oh, okay. £123 they want me to pay for gas per month. Oh. Man. These times, I, it goes on twice a day. Uh, no, sorry, it goes on once a day for an hour and a half. So the electrical and I just gas? Just gas. 
Okay. The, the electric was electric. Fine. I was going to be like, well, that's because of the cannabis farm you're growing in the other room. Fool. <laughs> this brother. These are actual plants. Say hello to Fatso Japonico over there, Fat, aka Fatso. Oh, Ash. snap. I didn't even the clock shape of the leaves. Exactly. That's an actual plant, bro. Get people talking and be so like, yo. Japanese fuchsia. Put some respect on my team. A lie? <laughs> nah, nah. It's funny though, because anyone that knows me knows I don't really blaze weed like that. I might uh, want a shisha every now and then, but <laughs> actually, next time I might open up the shisha still. Oh, you got a shisha, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, blood, but I got these new fire alarms oh, and stuff, and I don't yeah. know how sensitive they are. They haven't gone off yet, mm. but yeah. But the thing well, is, as well, for some reason, they're connected, they're wireless. But oh. if I set that off, next door's goes off as well. Yeah. Safety thing, it's a new Scottish rule. Yeah, so the new law because is thing they is, have to be interlinked, yeah. Basically, yes. Yeah, so but like, not interlinked with your neighbour. Apparently they do. If your neighbour just happens to be on the same frequency, then maybe. Maybe that's the reason. Uh, because the same security company installed it. Oh, snap. So maybe, because I remember I pressed the buzzer to test it, uh, and I could hear it going off next door. I said, that, yeah. that's annoying. Did these but two yards used to be linked? This used to be one big shop. Oh, and then they just put partition in between that, oh, okay. and then they sold as like two different flats. Oh, okay. But because um, sometimes I can hear them doing whatever next door, but yeah. in the bedroom I can't hear nothing. Oh, okay. I can't hear absolutely anything because brick walls back there. Oh, this okay. bit's just a partition. But um, but yeah, but when you deep it, if yeah. their house is burning, yeah, I'm gonna need to know, <laughs> and I need to get out. Yeah, it's the same as yours. Just, you're yeah. you're on the ground floor. If your yeah. thing goes up in flames, your neighbors above you need to know. They need to know, yeah. Whereas if they're like, they can't hear nothing, mm. they can't hear the little beeping or whatever, yeah. or they hear it very faintly and they're not sure what it is, they're going to be chilling until they see smoke coming through the floor. <laughs> and then by then it might be too late. Because yeah, we turned up the heating. Oh. Stairwell might be, might be all full <laughs> of smoke and flames and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, she must be cooking again. <laughs> yeah, <what's> the... <laughs> okay, okay. Damn. What if women were allowed to sue for heartbreak? So apparently, back day, mm-hmm. women could sue a man for breaking their heart. And like, so like if you went out with a girl, and I can already, I can already hear the ears of many a woman perking up. What? You can sue for heartbreak? <laughs> Have you been hurt in a relationship? Call <laughs> direct line. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, but apparently back day, women could sue for heartbreak. So this is where the term gold digger comes from, right? Okay. So women could, if you were in a relationship with a woman and then you broke her heart, you left her or whatever, she could pull up on you and she could pull up a lawyer and be like, yo, like these are, these cost me past damages or whatever, emotional heartbreak or whatever. Also, if the man was the one who took her virginity, she could literally sue for future loss of worth. Oh, Excuse me. I like. Excuse. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So now here's where the ginnels came, right? Uh, so the word, the term gold digger came from women who patterned this big finesse. Okay. Who would hang out in like in areas where there were well-to-do men. Yeah. Become their mistress or their girlfriend, and they would pay people to like take photos of them so that you know live in a high life or whatever. Little did these men know that these photos were basically evidence okay. of like building a case of like, oh, how can you prove that we were in a relationship? Well, look at us. We were at this restaurant on this day and, you know, we were on a holiday this time. And da, da, da. So yeah. you've got all these visual, you know, pieces of evidence. Mm. So now if the man tries to leave, 
She's like, nah, I'm just going to sue you for heartbreak. Mm. It was like a thing. It was like a game that they finessed. It was like something that they were able to like, and obviously lawyers are getting paid by the pound here, so by yeah. the hour. So they're like, yeah, we'll take that case. That's mm. a pretty open and shut. Yeah. Also, he took your virginity as well. Also, he told you he was going to marry. Also, you were engaged and then he broke it off. Ah, mm. uh, yeah, we can we we can make that run. Yeah. We can we got can got him. yeah exactly yeah basically yeah, and women were just going around and finessing rich men, uh, and that's where the term gold digger came from because that was their overall intention. Okay. Fast okay. forward, mm. girl and aren't even going that far. Yeah, they're just out here being like, buy me this, buy me that, and if you don't, I'm telling your wife. Yeah, you see what I mean. Yeah. So that 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 was that, but yeah, I I heard that and I was like, I wonder, I really really wonder how far. I've never, I don't think I know any girl personally that has finessed a man out of money. Like you see it happen, you see it yeah. happen on the gram, and you see certain things like back in the day when you see these like these like buxom female celebrities. Buxom, they don't use that word much anymore because this is like, back that's in a dope the day. Word. Yeah, buxom. Buxom. Voluptuous. <laughs> Bosom. <laughs> it was there. You see these women there, mm. and uh, they've got this raggedy old don. Yeah. That's clutching on for dear life. What them shows they put up the nose that's connected to the oxygen tank. Oh, yeah. Dead man there. Man's trailing the oxygen tank. Man's on life support at the rave. Yeah. Doing up doing up hubby and all the rest of it. Like, oh, I love her with all my heart. Big man, what how many hearts ago was this? <laughs> what transplant of heart did Including you just the bypass? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like, and you just think to yourself, yeah, you're a gold digger, man. You're only with this man because you know he's gonna croak it. You're yeah. trying to finesse him enough so that he writes you in the will, leaves you everything, power of attorney, you might even marry a Don. Yeah. But I don't know anyone like that. But mm. I'd be really, really interested to speak to a woman who either does it on like a superficial level where they're like finessing man to like buy them bag or whatever. Yeah. Or they have done it in the past mm. and they're kind of out of that situation now. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'd be very, very surprised if anyone ever turned up and was like, do you know what, Liam? I want to talk about this. Really? Because you know that's incriminating, bruv. Because morally, because yeah. probably, she probably wouldn't be able to get in trouble legally, like lawfully, mm -hmm. but morally and ethically... That's yeah. suicide. Oh, it, Openly admitting to emotional blackmail. It's one of these things where there's a lot of times when people approach this this subject, um, women or men, although we've got the term gold digger mm -hmm. and we know what that is, we know what the description of that is, there's sometimes where women will digger. say, no, it's not that I just know what I want. And financial... So what you're saying is, she's not a gold digger. She's just not fucking with a broke nigga. Basically. <laughs> but it's like, what's your view on that? Because if if someone is making no secret of it, that like, look, I am actively seeking a wealthy person to become a partner uh, for... Not to do wanna, them out of their money. Point, I just want to point out, you said partner, but carry on. Okay. Not to do them out of money and like, do them out of money and leave them, mm. but to live a somewhat comfortable life. Is that still gold digger? Nah. So 
Right, so ju- two different definite two different understandings of what God did. By the old term gold digger, which uh-huh. I just explained, yeah. no, that's not. That's okay. just seeking a comfortable lifestyle. And yeah. when you look at women's ability to earn money back then, that's kind of the only way they're going to be able to afford any kind of lifestyle is to find a man who is rich. Yeah. So okay. that wouldn't be gold digging. Gold digging back then was intentionally swindling a man. Yeah. By using that his emotional, emotion. yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. So if a man steps out on you or or does something to upset you, or you could pretend to be upset, mm-hmm. you know, suing for damages and heartbreak and future loss of worth because he yeah. took my virginity, them things there, that's that's conniving, that's the gold diggery. Nowadays, take to the court case for that, like, yeah, lost because he took the virginity. Judge asks, so um, what position are we talking in? <laughs> Doggy, missionary, different scales. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, he, he, oh, oh, he hit it like, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, what? He lips you. Yeah. <laughs> Open a shut case. Yeah. <laughs> Open a shut case. You made this woman fall in love. <laughs> Sir, you are a criminal. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like by modern standards, mm. I think because women by and large are not in a crippling position where they can't earn money, mm. I think this whole, and that's why I pointed out when you said partner, I think this whole like, attitude of trying to find a man to facilitate your your wants mm, and needs style. is kind of like saying you kind of don't want to get it yourself you don't like you have all this privilege now that your your great aunties and your grandparents fought for on your behalf but you don't really want to do the hard work mm. like and i get there's still an argument of like women earn less for the same job or whatever but you're still earning, is my point. So when women turn around and say stuff like, I want a man to have this, that, and the other, I want him to be on six figures and this, I'm like, half the time I think to myself like, but you do know a man that earns six figures ain't going to be the husband you want. Mm. He might be the husband you need in terms of bringing home that level of income, mm. but he's not going to be the husband you want. You think my man doing up $10 million deals per annum is going to be able to just go on vacations at the drop of a hat? Mm. No. Mm. Do you think he's going to be able to take you out for dinner and all the rest of it? Like, no, half of it's going to be you as a plus one to his business meetings. Yeah. That's the only way you're getting into this. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I remember, ah, oh, it's just literally um, jumped out of my memory banks. I remember one girl, I was, I was dating a girl and her friend was like, Aline, I'm really like she was struggling to find a partner. She was gone on all these dates and no one was really ticking her boxes. She had what I would consider really <laughs> what no one was ticking her boxes. It's true though. That but that's what she oh, said. Oh boxes. All right, no one was ticking her box. Mm. <laughs> yeah, cloud. <laughs> but now she was basically complaining that there's no one out there that fits her criteria. So as kind of like, I was just like, okay, so what's your criteria? Like, what is it? She's like, oh, I want him to, she started off with all the, the cliche bougies. Like, I want him to be, he has to be funny. He has to be self-driven. Mm. No, what was it? She came out with some good stuff. She's like, I want him to be at least funny. Mm. Good looking, tall, whatever. She's describing physical features. I said, okay, cool. Like, there's thousands of men like that. How have you not found one? Like, yeah. if that's all your criteria is. She said, no, no, no. But I also want him to be, like, self-motivated, driven, you know, potentially have, like, a really good job, you know, all the rest of it. I was like, okay, I think we're getting closer to what you actually are talking about here because mm. well, you've started off superficially and you're trying to get deeper and deeper and deeper. But the deeper she got, 
yeah. the more ironically superficial she got. Because she was saying before she wants a man that's funny. Yeah. You can find funny men all over the place. Mm. So it's a superficial quality, mm. but it's 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 a superficial quality, but it's not what you really want. It's that that's an actual character trait. Yeah. So that's quite deep. You know what I mean? As somebody who can have you can have conversations with and really gel with and really bond with. It's yeah. a superficial thing that people say. Cliche thing is what people say. Mm. Not superficial. It's a cliche thing that people ask that people want. Yeah. But it's actually a really deep character trait in that person. Mm. But the deeper she got, the more superficial the needs and the wants were. Eventually, she ended up saying, I just want to marry a rich man. I was like, okay, cool. Me knowing the answer to this next question was pretty much my open and shut case. Yeah. I said, can you cook? Mm. Can you make a home? Yeah. She says, oh, no, I will just like, I'd like, I wanted to be rich enough to be able to afford that. Mm. I said, well, then why does he need you? Yeah. I said, a man that rich, if he can afford to have his house cleaned, if he can afford to eat at the finest restaurants and never step foot in his own kitchen, if he can afford to have somebody come in and decorate his home and do all the rest of it, what does he need you for? Mm. I said, what do you bring to the table? Mm. And I've been saying this for years. Obviously, this, this term has gone, is a big talking point right now because of blue therapy. Mm. But this is exactly what I said. I said, what do you bring to the table that he can't yeah. get for himself? Yeah. So what addition do you bring to his life? What pleasure do you bring? Oh, I'm lovely, da, da, da. I said, do you think you're the only person like you? Yeah. That's when the girl I was seeing at the time stepped in, like, I'll leave, that's a bit harsh. I said, no, no, no. Mm. I'm not even doing this to crush your spirit. I'm yeah. just being realistic with you. What is it that you think a man that you want yeah. wants from you? And do you, for, so, um, do you fit his criteria? Mm. So a lot of the time, women have got this thing where they think that they're the prize. Yeah. Babes, you are not the prize. In a man's mm. eyes, no woman is the prize. Mm. If you are the prize, guess what? You will be treated like a prize and benched and shelved whenever he wants. Yeah. That is what you get when you are a trophy wife. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? A showpiece. A showpiece. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he'll drapes you in the finest of clothes and buy you all the bags and take you to all the finest restaurants. Yeah. But in the house, in the real relationship, mm. does he really want you? Does yeah. He, does, are you just there for for um for, for arm candy? What is it? Yeah. Ca arm, yeah. Yeah. Arm candy. You know what I mean? And in my head, I'm just like. You have to understand if you want to appeal to this audience mm. as a as a, as a partner or as an entertainer or whatever it might be, right? You have to know what your audience wants. Yeah. So stop going to places that you want to be in and go to where you're appreciated. Yeah. If you're appreciated by a man who's on a, 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 a sub 70K salary, maybe he's just on 40K or 50K. Yeah. Just about breaking, you know, the tax bracket, different yeah. tax bracket. And he likes doing regular shit, like outdoorsy shit. Maybe, maybe yeah. you're a you're a heels and prosecco kind of girl, mm. and he's more of a water and a hill climber. Yeah. Listen, babes, if he's gonna love you the way you want to be and need to be loved, mm. you might just have to change your superficial standards. Yeah. You might yeah. just have to. And this is the thing: girls see that as lowering the bar. Mm. Personally, I think finding yourself a, a position, finding a partner who appreciates you for you. Yeah. Understanding where you fit in is hiring the bar. Yeah. Hiring yeah. the bar? Raising the bar. Raising the bar. That's yeah. the one. Raising the bar. It's, it's interesting. And it's, re and it's relative. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because people need to take some time to discover for them personally, what is the bar? 
they will try oh apply like God. everyone's standard to themselves. Blood. Do you, do, you, do you know how many women can actually come from sex, but they're mm. telling you that your dick is trash? Yeah. These yeah. times, for my whole, from the age of 10 till now, mm. I can do my own thing. I don't yeah. even need to have sex to, um, to bust a nut. Yeah. But yeah. you can't. Yeah. But you telling me my dick is trash? Yeah. No, 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 yeah. sweetheart. You don't even know how your thing is patterned. Uh, how are you expecting me to pattern your thing? Yeah. And we can yeah. extend that into lifestyle, into partnership, into relationship. Into everything. You don't even know what you want from this relationship. Yeah. I know what I want from you, mm. but you don't know what you want from me, but apparently I'm not fulfilling your needs. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Blood. It's crazy when... I think, you know, there's, there's certain things where between... There's common things that women might say in terms of like their their bar, or their expectations, their yeah. their must haves, and their would be nice to haves kind of thing. And so you it's hear, like a tier system of things that they want. Yeah, you yeah. you hear a lot of the same thing, but you know what really concerns me is kind of in this superficial age where a lot of these things are like material things, you know. Um, it's always been like from the beginning of man, like physical attributes, being in shape, physically fit. Yeah. But like the idea of what someone who is physically fit and in shape is, the way that's changed scares me, bro. Do you know girls used to fantasize about like a young Pierce Brosnan who was a skinny lock. Remember Brad Pitt? But he was in shape. Remember Brad Pitt? Yeah. They loved off our Brad Pitt. Aye. But you're a skinny lock, but he was in shape. He was, yeah, he was remember when? Remember when, remember, well, here's the thing. It's, maybe it's culturally who, who runs the image culturally. Because mm. I remember a time where, like, you ever watched those rom-coms from like the late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah. Not a bunda in sight. Yeah. Imagine. Bare flat back Beckys. Mm. Jennifer Aniston's. Yep. Jennifer Aniston was peng nowadays, but. Body wise, yeah. she's not, bruv, compared mm. to some of the things you see on Instagram. Body or the shape like ironing board. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this, the thing is, like, and that's in the last 10 to 15 years. Bonkers, yeah. Man, look at the freaking, and I'm reaching back here, but look at um, all the depictions of beauty from the Renaissance area. Mm. Big chubby double XL women. Yeah, that was what they More found. More time in a portrait with a titty out. Yeah, just a young titty with a with, <laughs> with, a, with like... a with a with a sash. Yeah, a sachet and some fruits. <laughs> I am bearing of fruit. Like hey, you know what I mean? Like the I... old page three. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like getting chiseled into the stone and everything, bro. But yeah, stagecoach hub. <laughs> 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 young fake stagecoach um, but yeah so little things like that and you're just thinking to yourself like look how f different things have been from yeah. back then to now to even like like I said 10-15 years ago look at hip hop music videos yeah man yeah. blood like they're different now Mad Girl, different. The, the girls in these videos might do the same thing but mm. they look different yeah and I'm just in my head I'm thinking and this is what women are chasing. Yeah. Young women. They're chasing to look women. like what is popular now instead of like what they are comfortable with. Mm. And this goes back to the point I said earlier. You are raising the bar if you go to where you are appreciated. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. you're lowering the bar if you have to change who you are or what you're comfortable with to yeah. appease other people. Yeah. That is selling out. 
Mm. In my opinion, and no one should be forced to do that. Yeah. And least of all, you should be forcing yourself. If you're not comfortable in this room, guess what? There's a million other rooms. Yeah. There might only be two people in that room and a thousand people in this room. But when you deep it, right? When women say they want certain things from a man or whatever, and they're trying to appeal to these, like, like the Kevin Samuels thing, like they mm. want a high value man. Yeah. It's like, there's a high value man and there's loads of men that want to be high value or whatever that are looking at you like a high value woman, but like, they don't really want you like that. Mm. So in my opinion, I'm just like, you only need one man to love you. Yeah. So why do you want to go to the most popular... One pop man to the pum pum. Yeah, <laughs> one man. <laughs> it's true though. But it's like, it's like I, guess, I guess my point is, a lot of, a lot of women now are looking to be the catch of the day or the catch of the zeitgeist or the catch of the era because they want to be, yeah, bear man love me. I got bear man in my DMs. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They'll yeah. lie and say they did or don't, but yeah. the truth is, egotistically, they want bear things on their line. Mm. But you only have to choose one. Yeah. So why are you going to a room where there's bear man, but you're not being appreciated properly by yeah. any of them for what yeah. you, who you really are, Mm. Why don't you just go to the room where there's two men and one and two of them probably will love you and dote on you the way you for, for who you are? Yeah, like you only need one at the end of the day. Mm. So it's a it's a fight between like ego and sustenance. Like, yeah. do you need all of this attention? Yeah. No, straight. Do up. you want all of this attention? Yes. Mm. Therein lies the problem. Yeah. They're Morris Chestnut ones. You need a man who's going to love you for everything, that for the woman that you are. Exactly. You know what I mean? Any movie that that brother's in, you know someone's about to be loved and appreciated <laughs> to the max. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Original DSS. <laughs> See, of the DSS. Original. Yeah. Barlet man as well. Yeah. Man said, I'm bored and chiseled, but look at this smile. Look at Yo. these teeth. Icon. Do you know what I mean? Real talk. So this, this is... There's a few other bald-headed black men, dark-skinned brothers that were just in every movie just laying off the ground. Do you know what? Just, when you saw certain man in certain films, you're like, yeah, she's about to get beaten two in, days from Sunday. Yeah, for real. Like in, in our own black movies and in, in like, uh, especially all these American ones that obviously they've got the biggest impact in terms of black film. They had the biggest black Motherfucking forward. Tyler Perry always casting the darkest skinned nigga to just beat up on Be women. the wife beater. I'm like, bro. like, bro. Or like flipping Tyrese and Baby Boy. And it's like, yo. Just out here moving Then he's getting reckless. balanced out by like, I right, Morris Chestnut and, do you know what I mean? But, so back on the point of like appearances, when I was saying about, um, you know, even from, I know there's the women side of it mm. where physical attributes that's changed, mm. but even with men as well, I was thinking about it uh, when the last Love Island was on and I yeah, was just yeah. like, what a good looking hot guy would have been uh, in terms of like physically. Right, right, I mean, right, it's right, like, right, all right, right, cool. Right. More time, you describe them now as like a skinny weed. Do you know what I mean? These days, Men are not not just like in good shape. These men are on bodybuilder levels of yeah, yeah, hench yeah, yeah. and and it's crazy. I think I know where that comes from though. Cause real real talk. Fifth let me when did I start gym in? Yeah, it would have been when I was nine. Yeah, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Man weren't banging gym like that. No. I was because I was trying to be basketball. I was trying to be a, the most elite basketball player I could be mm. physically and every other which way. Yeah. So I was going gym, but I was taking it seriously. I had a routine. I had my coach from back down south was putting together some stuff and he was sending me emails about what I should do and how. I, do you know what I mean? I was yeah. taking it. I was looking at it on a scientific level mm. and a performance level. 
man weren't really in the gym like that. The only people I ever used to see go gym yeah. were other athletes. Oh, okay. Fast forward to like 2015, maybe a little bit earlier than that, maybe 2013. Mm. Man, I just in gym. Yeah. Trying to get the big shoulders, the big chest. Yeah. Doing up legs. Mm. Get the wash because washboard abs has always been a thing. Yeah. But everything else, nah. Man, yeah. were trying to do everything to just look chiseled. Yeah. And I said, where did this come from? Yeah. Now, gift and a curse. I like that more people took an interest in their health mm-hmm. because in the past 10, 15 years, you've seen everyone's become a nutritionist, everyone's become a PT, everyone's become, you know, some sort of like health orientated professional advice yeah. giver, or whatever. And I like the fact that that culture has boomed now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But then obviously with it, you get the posers. Oh yeah. And the posers, the posing community has grown exponentially in the past, in the past decade at least. Yeah. So I'm seeing it and I'm not mad at it, but I just, I, I can see where it came from. Mm. I can see where it came from. Man just started going gym because it's, oh, man, I can yeah. go gym now, yeah? Mm. I can do that. And I don't have to be an athlete to go gym. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's very simple. I mean, for women, I think there's way more things that they've changed in the past 10 years. Yeah. Even that, even like the way women behave in order to look a certain way has changed. Mm. Yeah. Some good, some bad. But I think with Mandem, we've just been like, yo, let's just go gym and look good. I think yeah. more and more. And as well, like I'm noticing the average age of a gym go lower and lower. Like okay. when I was in the gym today, I'm seeing boys that they look to me like they're about fresh 18, maybe oh, even nice. 17. Yeah. I'm not sure of the rules or whatever. I think you have to be 16 not to use free weights. But I'm seeing like, like 16, 17 year olds upstairs in the cardio. I'm like, that's good. Yeah. But... I can also see you doing cable work and trying to get the big chest. And I'm hearing you talk about like protein shakes and creatine. And I'm like, yeah. in my head, I'm like, educate yourself before you fuck it up. Yeah. Like, don't be out here doing up all of that, bro. bro. Like, you got to have somewhere to put it first. Yeah. Do you know what's crazy about how, I mean, over the years, man, remember how like steroids, even just that, that word yeah. was taboo, even to say it at normal volume. Juicing. Steroids. Yeah. Juicing was dirty. Do you know what I mean? Now man are doing Fast forward. Now man are, man are talking about juicing and steroids as if it's protein. Normal, normal, normal nutrition. Yeah, yeah as if it's normal nutrition, which is dangerous. Yeah, because yeah. like, like them same 16, 17 year olds, they don't know that, oh, this They're is very skipping risky. Best. So yeah. back in the day, man them were doing it when they got to a plateau of natural ability. Mm. And they said, nah, I'm not where I want to be. And I've been working my ass off and I cannot get there. And someone's pulled up on them and be like, yo, just take this for a couple of weeks. You become yeah. like, you pull it. But you man them are skipping. But all these like younger lots are skipping steps yeah. and being like, no, I need to take, I need... Right, maybe not so extreme with the steroids because I feel like there's still a big taboo around it. Mm. But they're jumping on creatine, they're jumping on um, animal pack and flipping bare protein every day. I'm like, yo, that's not how that mm. works. Yeah, regulate your diet first. Mm. You can't go from chopping McDonald's seven days a week and having McMuffins every morning yeah. and then yeah. taking protein, affecting that to expect or taking protein when you're not even working out. Yeah, like. That's not how that works. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Understand how it works first. Yeah. Exactly, and then ad, ad, like incorporate into your into your life as it you see fit and as it needs to be done as relative to how you live. Yeah, and it's the same with girls. Mm. Girls haven't even tried to date, mm. but they're telling you what they want from mm. a man. 
I want a man that earns six figures. Babes, you haven't even started university yet. What Imagine. the fuck? Can you even, can you even, do you even know what it takes to get to that level? Nah. Do you even know how to get a job? Mm. Your CV is looking scarce. <laughs> Sparse. It's, you've barely got hires on there. One hey. A level. And you're uh, talking about you want a man that earns six figures. Eh. Babes, how many jobs have you have? Mm. You don't even deserve your own pee. Yeah. You're still living at home. Do you know what I mean? Like, how are you right. going to say you want a man with all this and a nice yeah. car and all the rest of it? Babe, can you drive? Mm. Mm. You're still scraping together coins to get on the bus and you're talking about you want a man with a car. What I happens always... if you're in a, in a little road trip or whatever and he breaks his leg walking up a, a little romantic, you're on done. a little romantic walk and you're you can't finished. drive? Yeah, finished. But you know what? You're, you're, you're married, like, you don't bring it. anything to that table. Yeah. You just want to enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. But nah, come out, come out of it. Like I always say, you want, here you are, you want a man who drives a Ferrari. These times your father drives a Ford Granada. Why can't you be humble like your mother? Jesus. <laughs> it's painful to hear sometimes, but it's very true. It's the reality. Why can't you be humble like your mother? Do you know what's funny as well? I'm seeing a lot of these girls don't come from that lifestyle. There's some girls I see, you know what? I can see why you think this way because you're from money. Yeah. I get why you wouldn't settle for less because mm -hmm. A, you don't know how to live any... Yeah, any different. Any different. Yeah. But also, you see in your own house primarily how yeah. it works. Mm -hmm. So you'll probably be equipped yeah. inst intuitively because you've grown up in it mm -hmm. of how to be a wife to a man that is an embarrassing because your dad is a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not that many millionaire babies mm. in this society. Yeah. You know, humble yourself because how you don't. Do you know what it's like? It's like when people say, um, uh, like people are bad with money. Yeah. But they say, ah, oh, do you know what? If I just hit the lottery, all my money problems would be go out the window. You can't even spend a thousand pounds wisely. Yeah. So how are you gonna manage ten million? Like stay in your lane. Learn to learn to drive straight in your lane. Yeah. Then hit the M way in it. Like. Yeah. Don't don't skip steps. Like I said earlier, don't skip steps. Yeah. Transgress through the the, the pathways through and through the, the tears. Exactly. Work your way up the rung. Yeah. Then and then also you'll be able to appreciate when you get to the top. Yeah. It won't just be a oh I got this overnight. Mm. You'll be able to appreciate. You'll be able to actually be up the top of the ladder and be like, you know what? I worked my way here. I got what I want. I got what I needed, and I appreciate it because of all the hard work I put in. Yeah. But that's not the world. A lot of girls are just... A lot of people, to be honest. I'm saying girls, but in every aspect of life, there's always this demographic of people that just think it can just happen for them. Yeah. I'm just saying, nah, man. All the groundwork, all the back work, all the background work, you need to fix... You need to do deal with that first. Exactly. <laughs> Episode 28. We're back in Tones. Uncle Tones' brown couch. Living life. Living Don't life. ask me why we're still in the same clothes. Mind your business. <laughs> yeah, we, we got washing machines out here. Oh, yeah. Mind your business. Yeah? That quick cycle. Yes. I go by the name of Ellington, also known as Tone. And I go by the name of What's going on, people? You're now listening to the Reasoning and Seasoning podcast with myself, Ellington. And me, King Sims. Make sure you check out new episodes every Friday on Spotify. And weekly on YouTube. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Reasoning and Seasoning Podcast.